The purpose of this show is solely to provide information for you to make your own decisions on the subjects that are presented. Welcome to the Ben Armstrong Show, folks. I have a huge show for you. Overwhelming evidence that the jab poisoned the world. You wonder what's going on with America. We see all this stuff that is happening where Christians feel like everything is winding up. And then you have this where this is so overwhelming that you really could say America through their pharmaceutical companies have poisoned the world. And, and now it's really irrefutable. Uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene put together a wonderful coalition to, to testify. Uh, and I, I got to get, there's so much, I got to get to it right away. This is, this information will blow some people away. Even if you've been following it the whole time, it's, it's amazing. The top experts showing that this jab is not safe for human use, no doubt. And they're even worried about DNA damage to the human race going forward. It's that serious. Uh, and it's being exposed. And woe to those who did this. Because God is exposing it now. It's another thing that is being so exposed, it's so undeniable now, that goodness, how do these people not fear the judgment of God? I don't know how they don't fear it. Let's get right into it because I've got so much to give you. Let's go to Dr. Peter McCullough testifying about these vaccine injuries. First, they, 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 they well, I'm just going to jump into it. I don't need to set it up. Here we go. I never supported these vaccines. I never told a single patient that it was safe to take a vaccine. I didn't take a COVID-19 vaccine myself because it wasn't safe. And I published an op-ed in The Hill in August of 2020, before they came out. The title of that op-ed is The Great Gamble of the COVID-19 Vaccine Pandemic. The reason why it was a gamble is because the vaccines, and of Americans who took the vaccine, it's roughly 75% of Americans took at least one shot, according to the COVID states program. Of those, 94% took a messenger RNA vaccines. So we can re restrict our comments to messenger RNA vaccines provided by Pfizer and Moderna. These vaccines are a brand new technology that installs the genetic code for the lethal part of the virus, which is the spike protein, the spine on the surface of the virus. This was an extraordinary gamble because there was no knowledge of what was going to turn this off. Once the genetic code gets in the body, there was no knowledge of, does the body get rid of the genetic code? What shuts it off? Will some people produce too much genetic uh, 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 code and have it keep moving from cell to cell and too much spike protein? It was known then that the spike protein was lethal. And to give a genetic code for a potentially lethal protein that was devised in a Chinese biosecurity lab to Americans was the most dangerous proposition our government agencies could have ever put forward. Yeah, let me pause it there. A bioweapon. And 
we basically allowed a bioweapon to be used against ourselves. And it's going to be clear, there is so much here, folks, the way it's laid out. But it's just infuriating to know that your own government allowed this to happen. And I, I've always said this is the perfect bioweapon because it damages people's immune systems. What, what a perfect bioweapon, because that means you can die of so many different things because whatever your body has a weakness towards, you can now die easier of that because your immune system's been damaged. On top of it is a population control thing. We know that it, it aggressively damages reproductive systems, both in men and male and female. All right, I'll pick up where I left off. There's so much, so much here. Take a listen. To our country. And what we've learned on this is uh, extraordinary. Castriuta and colleagues has published the messenger RNA is physically circulating in the blood for at least 28 days. That's as long as they've looked. Mm. Crossan and colleagues from Harvard has shown the messenger RNA is stuck in the human heart 30 days after the vaccine when people die. And there's inflammation around it, presumably due to the spike protein. Wilkin and colleagues from Stanford have shown the messenger RNA is stuck in human lymph nodes for at least two months. And that's as long as they've looked. Now, the spike protein, which is produced by the messenger RNA, is widely circulatory in blood and shown by Harvard, by Ogata and colleagues, Swank, and recently Brogna in Germany. Now, Brogna in Germany looked six months afterwards, and at least half the people who took the shots had vaccine spike proteins circulating in their bloodstream. That's as long as they've looked. And they can identify it because Pfizer and Moderna have an amino acid signature on their spike protein to let us identify. We know that it's Pfizer and Moderna. It doesn't come from the natural virus. It's coming from the vaccine. What a huge point. They have an identifier. They can flag it so they know. They can't say, oh, no, this is natural COVID. They can't even make that up. It's not. It's the vaccine doing it. That's huge to know. We know for a fact it's the vaccine. That, that is the biggest news of all because it exposes it all. They can't deny this anymore. The world has been poisoned by America's pharmaceutical companies. And folks, there is biblical prophecy about this. I'm not going to have a chance to really go into it, but I will give you a tiny bit about how the Bible still ties into all this at the end. So you don't want to miss that. Back to Dr. Peter McCullough. That's proven. The spike protein now in 3,400 peer-reviewed papers and growing is proven to cause heart damage and myocarditis. Our regulatory agencies agree. Every regulatory agency in the world agrees. There's actually guidelines now in the UK and Australia about how to diagnose and manage vaccine myocarditis. That's how common this is. It accelerates atherosclerotic cardiovascular disease causes tremendous swings in blood pressure and heart rate called posterior orthostatic tachycardia syndrome or POTS, causes neurologic injury, stroke, both ischemic and hemorrhagic, paralyzing syndromes, including Guillain-Barre syndrome, small fiber neuropathy, ear ringing. It causes blood clots. The spike protein is physically found in blood clots. The largest blood clots that we've ever seen in clinical medicine, typically a blood clot that someone would get after a hip surgery or on an airplane would be a centimeter or so. It's common in my practice. Yesterday, 
I saw patients with 15, 17, two feet blood clots in their legs oh after the vaccine. We see blood clots both on the arterial side and on the venous side. This is distinctly unusual. The body is set up after the vaccine to form blood clots. And this is particularly harmful in people with a predilection to blood clots or other provocateurs, hip surgery, uh, smoking, supplemental estrogens, prolonged immobility, uh, et cetera. The fourth major category where the vaccines clearly cause injury and damage is autoimmunity. The human body recognizes the spike protein as non-human. And so the body attacks its own cells in an attempt to try to fight this. And because of this, the body then expresses markers of autoimmunity that now I routinely test in my practice, the antinuclear antibody, the ANA test, which is a test we do for systemic lupus, the anti-citrullated peptide test for rheumatoid arthritis, and then the ANCA test, the antineutrophilocytoplasmic antibody test, these are now all proven in the peer-reviewed literature. These blood tests turn positive in response to the vaccine, and people develop a variety of autoimmune syndromes. This is what we're seeing clinically. So my observations are based in terms of what I'm seeing clinically, what I'm reading in the peer-reviewed literature. And in the peer-reviewed literature, large numbers of cases are being reported. I want to cite one paper from the peer-reviewed literature, Lane and colleagues, uh, that's assembled now a series of 18,204 patients with myopericarditis, 18,000. Now I can tell you my whole career, I saw two cases oh. before COVID-19. Now I am seeing myocarditis on a daily basis. The number of myocarditis cases in the United States before the pandemic was roughly 200 to 400 cases in the whole country per year. Now we're seeing this in the thousands and these are limited sets. Now, of those 18,204 spontaneously reported cases, the death rate in these patients is 0.22. So fortunately, majority of people survive, but sadly, some die. In the published papers of people describing the cases, the death rate has ranged from 0.41 for myopericarditis to 45.9%. Wow. 45.9%. Holscher and colleagues, of which I am a senior author on this paper, is now uh, has a paper in the preprint server. Now it's been fully accepted to the um, uh, European Society of Cardiology Journal. Has proven that myocarditis is fatal when autopsies are, are, are confirmed. When the doctors suspect myocarditis, there's a 100% rate of confirmation that it's fatal myocarditis. When there's general death that's occurred in a vaccinated patient, our data suggests that it's roughly 74% if an autopsy would be done it would be confirmed that the, the vaccine was the cause of death. Today, a Rasmussen poll is out. And the Rasmussen poll has shown that 53% of Americans think the COVID-19 vaccines are causing serious injuries leading to large numbers of, quote, unexplained deaths. Mm -hmm. So the word is out. I've made the call on the floor of the, uh, with Senator Johnson at a panel in the U.S. Senate multiple state senates, the European Parliament are making the call today. The COVID-19 vaccines should be removed from the market. They're not safe for human use. Not safe for human use, as we had feared. The worst case scenario has been proven beyond any doubt. And then you can get into the statistics of excess death, proving that what we are saying has to be true because it matches up after the vaccine rollout. You see all sorts of excess death. Ed Dowd has led the way on that, 
Uh, but in the hearing, they have uh, Dr. Kirk Milhone uh, talking about the vaccine injuries and that. I want you to hear that. So I'm going to jump ahead to him. Take a listen. So Ed Dowd um, is one of those financial guys, and he's been looking at the insurance data. Um, and uh, his research team recently evaluated the, the data out of UK. And, uh, th and it was from the United Kingdom death and disability trends for cardiovascular diseases in 15 to 44-year-olds. What's important about that statement is you shouldn't have cardiovascular disease in 15 to 44-year-olds. So if this is now a spike, this is something we really have to look at. So they found very concerning data, and I quote, we show a large increase in the morbidity and mortality due to disease of the cardiovascular system from 2021. The increase in disability claims is consistent with the increase in excess deaths, and both are highly significant. The data show a 13% increase in excess cardiovascular death in 2020, then a 30% increase in 2021, and a 44% increase in 2022. Something significantly has increased excess cardiovascular deaths in 2021, and it continues. As humans, physicians, and scientists, we should be curious with what has happened. There's really only one major thing that happened in 2021, and that was the rollout of this untested vaccine. Bam. It, 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 it's, it's all there. This, folks, it's irrefutable now. America has been exposed. The pharmaceutical companies have been exposed to what we've done to the world, China. It's a biological weapon. It's been designed. Um, and lots of people are still at risk. The studies that they've looked at, we still don't know how long your DNA may be affected. We're going to get to the DNA because that could be affected and that could be passed down from generation. They may have actually messed with human beings' DNA worse than, and that's hard to do, but not when you use messenger RNA. If it was just DNA contamination, it wouldn't be bad. It would be isolated. But when you use messenger RNA, it's not, we'll get to that. Um, I got to squeeze as much as I can in. Let me let me go to Dr. Ryan Cole real quick on the blood clotting because you have that as well. Take a listen. Um, uh, there's been reports with embalmers talking about blood clots, um, and, and this has been labeled a conspiracy theory. Uh, is this a conspiracy theory? What are you seeing as a pathologist when you're looking at tissue and you're looking at blood? In your experience, what have you seen? Well, it's a scientific fact. It's not a conspiracy theory. And again, I have some images I can show later, but we saw during COVID increased clotting markers in patients that were sick with COVID. As Dr. McCullough mentioned, the lethal toxic part of this virus, the spike protein, has a propensity to cause blood to clump. These embalmers, I have many of these samples in, in my laboratory that we've looked at. These are unusual clots. And Dr. Pretorius out of South Africa, Dr. Kell out of the UK, Dr. Jordan Vaughn in Alabama have researched this. And the, the blood is forming a unique folding protein called amyloid. And these clots are almost like a, a rubber band or a rubber ball. And in, in pathology, you know, we, we use food descriptors for different things. A normal clot is kind of jelly-like in, in terms of consistency. Mm -hmm. These are very firm. 
Another important thing to piggyback on what Dr. McCullough said is compared to traditional vaccines, those you get in the arm, obviously there can be side effects from some of the chemical adjuvants. The, these shots, the gene is wrapped in a little fat bubble, a lipid nanoparticle. Now, if you look at the manufacturer's list of ingredients, all of these are not approved for human nor veterinary use, and yet went into billions of arms. This fat bubble can go anywhere and everywhere in the body instead of staying in the arm. So this gene wrapped in a fat bubble can land anywhere or everywhere. Which means you can have sudden death. It could go right to the brain. It, it's horrific. It's proven. It's fact. It's not opinion. The world has been poisoned. And then you move to Tucker Carlson, who was interviewing the Florida uh, um, Surgeon General, who's talking about how the DNA, normally you wouldn't worry about DNA contamination being as serious as we have to with this, because this is an mRNA vaccine, something we've never used before. I, I got to get to that. Here we go. Take a listen. But the problem here is that, you know, for the same reason that scientists won a Nobel Prize, this DNA isn't like other DNA in terms of having a very hard time penetrating into cells. This DNA hangs on with mRNA in that lipid nanoparticle that people hear and frankly probably roll their eyes out, their eyes over. It hangs on with it and it comes into the cells almost certainly hitchhiking along with the mRNA. So whereas in the past, DNA would have a very hard time even entering cells, here, the DNA is getting delivered into cells with the lipid nanoparticles. And that's a problem. And that's a problem because each dose of mRNA COVID-19 vaccine probably contains, it's been estimated, between billions and hundreds of billions of fragments of DNA. So this is a completely different risk analysis. That is obvious. You don't need a PhD to be able to figure that out. And the FDA's own guidance about contaminating DNA, published guidance, their words, never referred to by them, by the way, in their counterarguments, but their words are that there are situations when you need to confirm that DNA that is a contaminant or foreign DNA is not integrating into human DNA, into the human genome. And there are specific tests, sequencing tests to do this to make sure it's done. And what we did is we asked the FDA, well, have you done this? You've acknowledged this risk. Have you done this? And they came back with about 10,000 words talking about everything from what time the sun sets in China to, you know, their, their third cousins, uh, you know, bar mitzvah and nothing about the specific question we asked along with other questions, by the way, but nothing about that, which leads me to conclude they haven't done it, which is, I mean, they, you know, it, it starts at crazy, but it ends at somewhere else that someone could be just so, just so nonchalant and frankly, willy nilly with something as precious and as, you know, as sacred as our human DNA. So that's a, that's a summary. Tucker. Do, do you think it's conceivably possible that the mRNA vaccines change people's DNA or could? 
It's absolutely possible. I mean, we wouldn't, I wouldn't have issued this, this call to halt their use if that was, wasn't possible. That is huge, huge news. Folks, I'm running out of time. If you watch the video, you know that I had been battling cancer and I am bedridden from battling cancer. And I had cancer way before the vaccine ever came out. I've been battling cancer for six years, maybe seven years now. Anyways, and I'm at the point where I don't know. God, God has given me an uptick to where at least even in my bedridden state, I can bring you shows. And I will continue to do it because God can continue to use me. Folks. Then you add in what's going on in the world. The World War Three could break out. Is judgment coming? Does America, in God's eyes, deserve judgment? Did we poison the whole world? Get right with God. Time is getting short. Get right with God. Repent. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father except through him. I love you guys. Accept him as your Savior. Turn away from your sins. Good luck out there. See ya! Hey guys, don't forget to like and subscribe to my dad's channel. Otherwise, Joe Biden will come in your closet and sniff your hair. Sophia paused before the door. It read, Department of Biodigital Convergence. Just inside was a new world, a better world, the one of everlasting life, of no pain, of no loss, of no problem. She entered the chamber and her surroundings changed. She saw around her an infinite field of waving golden grain surmounted by cloudless blue sky. The AI voice whispered gently in her mind, Welcome to the singularity. She couldn't see it and couldn't feel it, but her body had almost instantly been covered by a swarm of tiny gray multi-legged bots that melted through her clothes and into her skin. Not perceiving the nightmare, her eyes had already been consumed and the rest of her body was dissolving as the bots digested her flesh. She felt only a warmth suffusing her being. Drowsy, she drifted to sleep and her last thought was one of panic. Would she ever wake? Could a nightmare vision like this be an outcome of the much-hyped transhumanist technological singularity? Enter the world of the future as illuminated by the experience of the past in Endgame. The new book by Dennis Barrett, the publisher of The New American Magazine, and find out how the disastrous COVID pandemic response fits with the technocratic elite's thirst to create a transhumanist utopia. Get Endgame from shopjbs.org with free shipping with code ENDSHIP, E-N-D-S-H-I-P. Or get Endgame and the Great Reset Collector's issue of the New American Magazine and get free shipping plus an additional 20% off both with code N20, E-N-D-2-0. Hi, I'm Alan Keyes. I'm the host of IMTV's uh, daily talk show about uh, news and events in America. And I want to say a good word for the New American Magazine. Uh, not only because Alex Newman has joined us as somebody who is periodically hosting a show, but because uh, New American Magazine represents an alternative media that is willing to tell people the truth. Uh, with so much fake news spreading, spreading about, and the fact that right now this country is in an existential crisis, we remember who we are and where we come from and what our principles are, or we die. Reading New American Magazine can keep you up to the minute on the issues that are challenging us as a people. 
and on which that survival hangs. You can check it out and subscribe at www.thenewamerican.com.